Today, I'm reading an adult story for mature listeners. If that's not your cup of tea, or there are youngsters listening, you can skip this one, and there'll be a new story for you next time. You're listening to The Voice of Dog. I'm Kaki, your faithful fireside companion. And today's story is Do Not Disturb by Cydrosis, who writes erotic furry comedies on fur affinity and so furry, and uses his editing experience to improve the work of their friends. This story is edited by fellow writers Marcus Heckenberry and Duke Ferret. Please enjoy Do Not Disturb by Cydrosis. I'm not an adventurous person, but tonight, well, I'm just an introverted Pine Martin. But with the encouragement of my roommate, I managed to talk up the guy I've been crushing on all semester. I even managed to convince him to come back to my room and fuck my virginity away. To think, this semester is going to end tomorrow, and I almost would have left it without getting laid. Brian was someone I never expected to fall for me. This confident football star raptor in his junior year was willingly following a dinky little freshman back to his room. I was absolutely dwarfed by this guy. I mean, I'm five foot six and practically bone under all this fur, while he was, I judge, six foot three with a frame that could crush me under his scales. How could I be the one leading him? Well, to be honest, I wasn't really. It was more like I was being ushered. He made it very clear to passers-by what was going to happen once we reached my room. With every ask rope and light clench on my sides as other couples and groups celebrating the end of the semester walked past, some even sober enough to react as the raptor lewdly tugged at my belt. It felt so good to be the one being voyeured on campus rather than the one voyeuring. I'm going to have to get him to make out with me in the bathroom next semester. My heart was practically pounding out of my chest as we stopped at my door. Shouldn't you start stripping when you get inside? The raptor asked, clawed hands gripping tight on my shoulders as I lifted up my leg. Oh, just my socks, I quivered, standing on one foot to peel one off, followed by the other. To tell my roommate I'm busy in case he comes back early. His grip on me grew tighter as I meticulously placed my sock on the handle. The sounds'll be enough for him, babe, he whispered, and pushed me inside as soon as the door opened, nearly falling on my face as the raptor closed the door behind him. Again, my heart pounding increased as my stomach churned, and I found myself backing away from him until my bed frame blocked my retreat. Brian's teeth, as sharp as mine but much larger, gleamed as his lustful smile consumed most of his face. His muscular frame was revealed, wrapped under a tank top after he seductively slid off his sweater. That was enough to stop any idea of retreat that might have crossed my mind, although my attention was still locked on the predator's vertical blue irises against the deep green of his scales. Oh, what did he see? A scared little brown-furred marten cowering while putting on a slightly genuine but also kind of slightly terrified smile. I hope he knew I wasn't actually afraid. I could feel my unkempt hair droop over my face as he approached. No words, just a hand on my crotch, then on my belt, as I could do nothing to stop the clinking of the material. And then I felt my waist constrict as he bore his fangs, using his maw to thrash the poor leather accessory away from my waist. Then he told me to turn around. As I did, he pressed his waist against my back. Guess what I was feeling against my ass? We're going all night, babe. If you don't like it, 
Well, you should have thought of that before bringing me here. I just whimpered in response. The tension of my pants lessened as he slowly inched them off. The smell of his breath, the sound of his growls, it made my fur stand up so much it could practically puncture you. We were so caught up in our lust-drunk state that neither of us noticed my door open. Yo, Nate, my man, came from the door, slurred and boisterous. It was the wolf who'd given me the advice to go out and get fucked tonight, but why the hell was he here? He said I'd have the place to myself. I just hung the... Wait, I recognize you. Uh, don't tell me you're in my... my... He pointed at my partner, but talked only to himself. By now that predatory face on Brian switched to dumbfounded, not bothering to remove himself from me as he started... Philosophy 210? Yeah, that's the one, my inebriated roommate grumbled. God, Professor Eisenhower is such a homo. That, no offense. Isaac, why are you here? I demanded. This was the same wolf who encouraged me to get some tonight, and now he's ruining it. Oh, uh, we saw the sock at your door, but, uh, well, Jerry's roommates are having D&D, and Mila's is kind of a bitch, and then Jacob had stuff in his room he didn't want us to see. Brian and I stared at each other as he kept listing off these excuses. So we decided to come back here and said, well, if you're fucking, you're fucking. We've all seen a dick. Although I've never seen one go into another guy thinking about it. Uh, we? I asked, my voice growing more pointed. Yeah, you know, Jerry, Mila, Derek, Margaret, Sam, Jacob. He listed off more and more names of people standing behind him, all apparently willing to be in the room while I got dicked down. We're going to play Catan. Uh, Want to join us when you're done? We'll pass. Thanks, Brian responded, this time finally taking himself off of me and facing the group now forcing their way in. I awkwardly looked at him, saying the heaviest, wordless, I'm sorry, I could. He then responded with a shrug. Um, we're actually going to head out. You sure? We won't use the other bed or... Uh, yeah, yeah, we're sure. Come on, Nate. I was at least glad Isaac didn't ruin the mood enough for Brian to ditch me. He practically dragged me out of the room after I slipped on some sandals. I am so sorry. I thought he would have honored his own goddamn advice, but he just came in and... I felt a scaled hand over my mouth. Don't worry. There are plenty of places where we can continue this. The sultry and confident voice came back, and I felt my pants tighten against my crotch once again, though not as tight as last time since I'd forgotten my belt in the rush. He was glancing between me and the door behind me, which I already knew was the floor bathroom. My roommate's a nerd and not a cute one like you. He'll kick us out, then go back to memorizing the periodic table or some shit. Also, I think we both want it now. And I was shoved in again. Thankfully, no one was around to see us occupy a stall together, though it was hardly luxury. Now he didn't have to manually push himself onto me. We were about as cramped as we could get in there. At least it doesn't smell that terrible. That raptor nose of his wasn't as strong as mine, but I wasn't about to complain. Although, I'm guessing the sexy immediacy wore off for him, too, after he realized how uncomfortable this place is. Although, I was still going to strip for him. No belt, so no hassle with me. His sweats were easy enough for me to lower, just enough to get what I needed. Once mine were around my ankles, I stepped out of them for comfort. That was a mistake, 
No matter how clean this place smelled, I wasn't going to let anything of mine stay on the floor for long. Hey, uh, can you move back a little? More awkward shuffling commenced, and we butted head at least a few times before I was finally able to hang my pants on the stall door. Where were we? The raptor growled, that boldness in his tone returning. A little stiff, but still enough to make me grind my thighs together. Maybe it was because of the space, but grinding in here felt a little more intimate. We were crushing our fronts together instead, too, so maybe seeing my face helped him realize I was a bit nervous. That didn't stop him from taking my hands and putting them under his sweats, though. His length was heavy in my hand. My heart skipped a beat as it twitched. The anticipation was killing me as my fingers danced across his sea of scales. Now, the cramped stall wasn't so bad. Yep, we were pressed together like sardines, but physical contact is needed for this kind of activity. His face went from intimidating to pleasured in a second, and I got a slight pang of confidence from it. As someone who'd never touched a dick before, other than my own, it was nice to know I was handling this one well. Then I got a little more bold, lowering the hem just a little bit more, pulling the phallus right out of his boxer shorts. The damn thing looked as big as it felt, and it was all mine. I licked my lips in anticipation, opening ready to crouch and take it before... Array! We heard from outside the bathroom. My heart dropped and my jaw, formerly held open to get some dick in it, was now agape in surprise. We stared at each other's dumbstruck faces. In an instant, he hoisted me up by my arms and climbed up on top of the closed toilet seat, crouching down so as not to poke his head above the stall. If we were cramped before, we were practically bunching up into neutron stars now. My face was firmly pressed against his chest, and I could feel his heartbeat racing as the RA spoke again. Coming in! The warning was required, you know, in case you and your boyfriend needed time to hide while you were fucking. Just as we thought it would have been a quick in-and-out checkup, we heard her footsteps approach our stall. Who the fuck left their pants on the stall? The RA annoyedly muttered. In our rush, we'd forgotten my pants. Now being dragged off the stall by the RA, who didn't think to check inside the stall. We'd get a floor-wide email about a peculiar lost-and-found item later, but right now, I could still feel the raptor's dick brushing against my briefs. I looked at him again, panic still not off his face. Did nothing to lessen his erection, though. So I took the opportunity and ground against it to get his attention, and maybe we could finally continue our fun— The bathroom doors flung open again, this time heavier footsteps heading to the stall adjacent from ours, then a crouch and a heave. I'd go into more detail about the horrendous sounds in that other stall, but I feel like that'd ruin the mood. Nonetheless, Brian and I hightailed it out of there, back into the hallway where we left after our first blunder. Me, minus one pair of pants, and him with an uncomfortable bulge he was trying to stuff back into his pants. This is uh, getting a little annoying, huh? He said, that confident predatory tone once again completely gone. He was talking like someone too awkward to get mad about being cut off in traffic. <laughs> a bit. I was really frustrated, though. This was my last chance to get laid this semester and get rid of this stupid V-car dashed twice. Hey, uh, why don't we meet up again some other time? I mean, it's getting late and... I heard the start of his sentence, but my thoughts were too preoccupied by the rest of the hallway. It looks like I wasn't the only one decorating my doorknob tonight. It seemed like almost every other door had some item of clothing. Socks, 
bandanas, hell, even panties on a boy's floor. That's just showing off. In each and every one of them, I could hear the sounds of irresponsible behavior among college students. Something that I should be committing to after an entire semester of sitting in the library or my room studying. God damn it, I deserve to get fucked more than any of those assholes. No, I said, putting my foot down. Huh? I know it sucks, but we've been interrupted twice. And your pants. I don't need them. And come on, man, we can't give up now. Everyone else is fucking. Put your ear against a random door if you don't believe me. By the time I finished, his predatory grin came back. Didn't do a bad job motivating him with a speech I performed in my underwear. All right. I'm with you, Nate. The slight growl was in his voice again. Where are we going? He put a hand on my shoulder and leered at me. I'll admit, the janitor's closet was a spur-of-the-moment thing. I could have thought of something better given a little more time, but it was getting drafty standing out in that hallway in just my shirt and underwear. Way more space than the stalls, though. The smell wasn't terrible, either, with the various cleaning products lining the shelves, giving us a faint whiff of ammonia that could drown out anything unpleasant. The lights could be a little better, as in they could have worked at all, but all in all, not a bad place to fuck. Okay, so, want to continue? The predator asked again, his face baked in shadow, leaving only visible features being bright yellow eyes and shiny blue pupils. I wasn't nervous anymore, so I went for his pants on my own accord, feeling up the bulge I spent so hard to work up. But then I felt a hand clasp my wrist. Nuh-uh, it's your turn to get treated. Before I knew it, I was pushed against the shelves, staring at the smiling face of a cleaning product mascot as Brian brought his hands down my sides, then to the hem of my underwear, taking them all the way down. He let go after they slipped past my knees, letting the garment pull around my ankles, and soon his hands found something better to do. I had to stifle a moan from the sheer act of him pulling my ass apart, but fuck, man, this was the first time I felt anyone do that. Could you blame me? Fuck, the moment he dug his muzzle under my tail was when I lost it. I hoped that this closet was soundproof, because I couldn't hold back. I never felt so violated in my life, and I was loving every second of it. My claws dug into the shelves' wood as his tongue dug into my asshole. Oh, have you ever felt a reptile tongue? They're, like, tapered, so it goes in with no issue and it just keeps getting wider. I'm sure Brian was enjoying it every bit as much as I was with how far he was digging in. Not a single time was I not moaning like a bitch and he wasn't huffing like an asthmatic going up three flights of stairs. If he kept this up, I'd be dripping before he even put his dick in me. Well, one side of me was already dripping. Looking down, I could already see my cock hanging free from my sheath, the slightly wet tip little cold in the musty storage room air. But I didn't care. That's probably the most pre I've ever built up, and it was all thanks to the scaly behind me. Oh, if he'd continued just a little longer, I would have blown my load all over the shelf below me. But the fucker had to be a tease and pull out just as he was going to send me over the edge. Turn around for me, babe. I obliged. He was enough of a gentleman to take my briefs from around my legs, as I did. Now my panting, messy-haired, unblushing face was facing him. If it was any colder, I think I'd be visibly emitting steam. 
Now he still had that smug, predatory grin, emphasized by the fact that he had my discarded underwear hooked on his claw, but under those eyes showed that he was every bit as desperate as me. The shaking hands really gave it away, but so did his willingness to follow me into a damn broom closet. He said nothing as his other hand went for my erection, fondling it between two of his rather long fingers. I responded with another moan before regaining my composure. Yeah, I know it's not that big, I whimpered. Shut up, he mocked. It's still as cute as the rest of you. And who was I to dispute something that lewd? Although he was massaging the thing between two fingers and making me go wild, I had to open my mouth eventually, or he'd keep doing it till I blew. Well, are you going to keep playing with it, or use yours too? I saw the slight glimmer of teeth on the corner of his mouth shaping into a grin. Eager, are we? Forget two fingers. Now the whole hand was gripping my bare groin, massaging my balls and tickling my taint as he pinned me, slightly uncomfortable, against the shelf. I was about to officially lose my virginity in a janitor's closet, and goddammit, I was going to love every second of it. I could have sworn I left this unlocked. Until we got interrupted again. It was a fucking hat trick now, because just when things were getting really good, we had to hear the growly smoker's voice of the dorm janitor mutter under his breath as he fumbled with his keys. Now, Adi was a cool beagle and all, but if he caught us fucking in his supply room, we'd be shining the floors over break. So naturally, we did the reasonable thing and stood stock still, conveniently positioned behind the closet door as it swung open, keeping us in darkness, but he was still about two feet from seeing a bottomless pine martin and his raptor boy toy huddled up with his dick between my legs. I hate lightweights. Fuck age. If you can't hold it in, you shouldn't drink. Adi grumbled to himself, gathering supplies from the closet. Meanwhile, Brian held one hand over my mouth and the other on my side, holding me close. It'd be impossible for him to see us in the dark, but if he needed toilet paper, well, then we're both fucked. Ugh, where are my rags? He muttered again, and by some divine grace, the old beagle didn't even turn around. No, his hand groped behind him in the dark as if familiar enough with this room to take what he needed without looking. I don't know if it was the panic setting in for him or the risk of me being touched by someone else, but Brian took action. He reached his hand out, my underwear still hanging on his claw, and Adi snatched it without a second thought. There we go. I suppose he didn't look at it too closely before he stuffed it in his back pocket. With a whistle and a bucket of equipment being wheeled out, he left, shutting the door behind him. We were both left in darkness again, but that didn't matter right now, because as soon as Brian let go of me, I couldn't help but giggle. Soon he joined too, and we were left on an endorphin high, triggered by the third time we almost got caught. I don't think it sank in that the only article of clothing I had left was a shirt— but I don't need clothes now. I was about to ride a dick like a cowboy into the sunset. We should uh, make this quick, Brian spoke after our snickering subsided. He's gonna come back eventually. Quick, huh? I did want to savor the night, but I take what I could get at this point. Well, then we better get to it then. Maybe it was the endorphins again, but I thought the best response to that would be flinging myself directly into his arms. Bad idea. He didn't catch me, and I caused him to stumble onto a barely visible but still quite large panel that reads, Break in case of fire. Sirens blasted in unison with the occasional blinding white light of the alarm. 
We simultaneously groaned on the storeroom floor. But hey, if the alarm went off, then it meant that everyone would leave, and we'd have a good amount of time to ourselves in this closet, right? Then the room sprinklers went off. Brian and I stood behind the dorm. He managed to usher me out of the back door before anyone caught wind of my bottomless ass ducking out of the building. I decided to forego my shirt entirely by the time we escaped. The damn thing was soaked and my bare fur would do a better job at keeping me warm than that thing right now. Felt dejected as is. I don't think people seeing me naked would add any more shame. The raptor, however, who managed to stay out of the sprinkler's range, was nice enough to drape his sweater over my nude self. I'd at least have something to pull down if someone did catch us. I'm sorry, Nate. He sounded defeated. Sorry for what? I genuinely didn't understand the apology. It's just bad luck, but... I've stuck with you this far, but if you finish that sentence, I'm taking my colt and leaving. Fair. And that's true. He did stick with me all throughout this shitty noodle incident. I felt like most guys would have stopped after my roommate interrupted us fondling each other. Well, now I was naked and he was demoralized because, lo and behold, college dorms aren't the best place for private, intimate interactions. Your first time should be great, dude. Not like this. I did a shitty job if I'm being honest. The raptor had his head hung down now. Oh, don't get sappy. That lifted his head up. You were fucking making me grind my thighs together when you could. Come on, this was all out of your control, man. I parted the bottom of the jacket to present him my still erect cock. I'll have an amazing first time eventually. He side-eyed my boner and smirked. (laughs) I bet you will when we eventually do. Well then, why don't we fuck right now? The shock on his face was priceless. I swear his slitted pupils widened as I suggested that. (laughs) Ha ha, I'm sure campus security and our dorm would love that. I'm sure they will. His eyes went wide when I grabbed his crotch. I don't think he was expecting me to follow through. Now shut up and get those pants off, I commanded. He looked toward the front of the building where the murmurs and slurred shouts of annoyed drunk college student echoed. I had to bring my hand up to his muzzle and turn it back. Don't worry about them, I whispered to him. I felt a sweater fall off me, giving him an eyeful of my completely naked self for the first time, not counting while I wrung my shirt out, but that wasn't like this. I could tell because soon that desire was back on his face. The predator's hands returned, clutching my sides to the point where they almost pierced skin and then slammed me against the dorm wall. You really fucking want this? He asked, lowering his pants and flopping out that glorious member from earlier, still as erect. I just bit my bottom lip and nodded. Let's hope you're still lubed up. There was no teasing or grinding this time. I think we both had enough of that. Instead, it plunged in just like that, and I immediately yowled. The next few thrusts were just as gentle, that is to say, not at all, as I could feel my insides being pounded and my hopefully new boyfriend slamming me lovingly into the dorm wall. I wouldn't be surprised if my back left an imprint by the time we were done. With every thrust, he got deeper and deeper, and I only got louder. Holy fuck, was I loud. Loud enough to drown out the sounds of curious students making their way here. I'd tell you what they were saying, but I honestly don't remember. Brian got distracted, looking back to them occasionally, but every time I brought my hand to his face and brought it back over to look at me. 
I kissed him once or twice too. Holy fuck, that's Brian from my my Psy 350 class. That definitely got his attention, because he quickly stopped and peered back in shock. I wasn't having that, so with all the strength I could muster, I pushed off the wall, causing Brian to lose balance. He landed on the grass with a thud. I realigned myself onto his dick before he could recuperate. Uh, Oh, and that's my roommate Nate. Fuck yeah, dude, you managed to get some tonight after all. The flashes of light from cameras and the fire trucks outside the front of our dorm weren't enough to make me stop. I'll bare my naked body for all of them to see, but I only cared about one pair of eyes right now. I'd almost say I saw a slight hint of fear in Brian's eyes as I bared my fangs for the first time tonight, hungrily licked my lips, and started to ride him. This was Do Not Disturb by Cydrosis, read for you by Kaki, your faithful fireside companion. You can find more stories on the web at thevoice.dog or find the show wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to The Voice of Dogs.